I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty shocked right now. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Crypto Bobby. I hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you're watching or listening in from. And we've got an interesting episode here today. And yes, the Binance hack happened. And yes, everybody on the internet and YouTube and podcast world has probably already provided some level of opinion. I'm a whole 12 hours late on this, so my apologies. But I want to break down my super high level thoughts on what happened and then also taking a look at the market recovery because I think that is one of the more interesting things, one of the more interesting components here and something that we should really be paying attention to because when you combine this with what happened with Bitfinex, wasn't a great two or three weeks for for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a whole. But if you look at the price of Bitcoin, you really couldn't tell minus a few you know, few bad candles. Everything seems to be on the up, 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 and up. So we're going to talk about all that and more in today's episode. On the off chance that you have been sleeping for the past 14 hours and or under a rock, yes, Binance was hacked. There was a security breach. They lost 7,000 Bitcoin from their hot wallet and they are reimbursing the Bitcoin that they lost apparently through their SAFU fund. Couple quick points on the Binance hack. Number one, no centralized cryptocurrency exchange is immune from hacks. I don't care how good their marketing is. I don't care how much trust you personally have in said exchange. I don't care if it's a SAFU exchange, if it's not a SAFU exchange, whatever. No centralized cryptocurrency exchange is immune from hacks they are giant massive honeypots for nefarious actors for hackers for people that have huge incentives to disrupt their business and to go after the money that they have at play and you can see when you can execute a hack properly we're talking about 40 million dollars in bitcoin that is now gone from finance so again that's 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 huge and no cryptocurrency exchange is immune to it. It's happened over and over and over again to some of the biggest exchanges, some of the smallest exchanges, some of the most trusted exchanges, some of the least trusted exchanges. It doesn't matter. They're not immune. It's just not, it's not a thing. And that is something that is always important because I do think a lot of people had a ton of trust in Binance because they have reacted well in the past. CZ is a very public figure. Uh, and takes ownership of mistakes and things like that. So people have a ton of trust in them. And to the second point, we're, we're lucky here, and so is Binance. Specifically, Binance is lucky that they are profitable as hell and that $40 million is about a month or so of profit because Binance basically prints money. This might have been a different story if Binance wasn't one of the most profitable cryptocurrency exchanges on the planet. And they didn't have these the safu fund or a bunch of money that they just saved up and you know ready to go at their beck and call in the case that a hack ever did occur so to that point i think users of binance are are lucky if they had their money on the exchange and they are able to get that back and then also binance itself is lucky really because of the profit profitability of binance you could say you know that's their own doing because they execute and because they are you know, a good cryptocurrency exchange, yes. But hey, maybe Binance wasn't so profitable. Maybe they weren't forward-looking enough to have that fund in place. Could be, could be an entirely different conversation here. For the love of God, get yourself a ledger, get yourself a Trezor, get yourself a cold card wallet or cool wallet or whatever. I don't care. Just store the cryptocurrency on your own. 
be smart about how you store your cryptocurrency be intelligent about it it's happened over and over and over again and yes i think we are getting lucky in this case and most likely if you did have money on on binance you seems like you're going to be fine you're going to get your money back but that might not be the case in the future if something additionally happens to binance might not be the case in the future if something else happens at another cryptocurrency exchange but just be smart about it store your crypto on cold storage and don't be a dummy let's let's be real here and lastly specifically on the subject of the hack before we get into the market as a whole this was something that almost got more attention than the actual hack itself was somebody suggested it was jeremy rubin who uh has been in the bitcoin game for a while i believe also works on stellar if i'm not mistaken but uh was with mit crypto i think the mit crypto lab and he said cc said after speaking with various parties including jeremy rubin uh presswitch hasu fly jihan Wu, uh, and some other people they had briefly considered doing a reorg and Binance and CZ got absolutely roasted, which was also kind of funny to watch because I am a fan of Binance. I am a fan of CZ and I do like certain things he does. I also think he can get away with a lot. Um, Binance and CZ, CZ was a hero, an absolute hero in Bitcoin land when he delisted Bitcoin SV and went after Craig Wright, even as, as early or as, as recent as yesterday, put out a tweet about, um, put out a tweet about having the legal fund for Peter McCormick and for Hoddleknot and all these people that are getting sued by uh, Craig Wright get, uh, get funded by some Binance charity. So as recent as yesterday, I was talking about that, had a ton of, of like goodwill from the, the Bitcoin-specific community and the cryptocurrency community in general. Then this happened where Jeremy Rubin suggested, hey, maybe you could look at what would happen with a block reorg approach. And... The pros and the cons you listed here, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But so CZ said the pros of this is we could quote unquote revenge the hackers. I don't know if that's necessarily revenge. It's kind of it's kind of on you for for getting hacked. Um, it's you know that's your job is to pr protect yourself and your users from being hacked. So I don't know if that's revenge. But CZ says we could revenge the hackers by moving the fees to miners, deter future hacking attempts in the process, and explore the possibility how of how the Bitcoin network could deal with a situation like this. Cons. We're damaging the credibility of Bitcoin. We may cause a split in both the Bitcoin network and the community. And both of these damages seem to outweigh the $40 million revenge. Uh, the hackers did demonstrate certain weak points in our design uh, and user confusion. And that was not obvious before. Um, and then he says for, you know, fourth con, while it was an expensive lesson for us, it was nevertheless a lesson. It's our responsibility. So I appreciate him you know, taking responsibility because he damn well should. Uh, our responsibility to safeguard our users' funds, and we should own up to it, learn, and improve. Uh, and I do think, you know, a lot of that is true. You know, you got to eat shit here. You just do. Like, it's it's on you, number one. Uh, number two, there's a lot of components to a block reorganization that would make this a little bit, little bit difficult. And for those who aren't familiar, what was essentially suggested to CZ was the possibility of directly approaching Bitcoin miners and directly approaching the people that mine the, the, the recent Bitcoin blocks, offering to pay them for reorganizing the blocks to basically take the hacked transaction out of the Bitcoin network and remove that from the history. Now, 
the Binance hack was 7,000 Bitcoin or about $40 million, but the Binance hack was about 7,000 Bitcoin. So theoretically, let's say, I don't remember the exact numbers, but theoretically, let's say if CZ could pay all of the, the Bitcoin miners 4,000 Bitcoin, and that would be more than they actually received during their uh, during the mining since that transaction occurred, then they would have a $3,000 Bitcoin Delta or something like that. And it would actually lessen the blow, lessen the impact. But there are a lot of massive issues on this. And then it goes to kind of spit in the face of the Bitcoin immutability. You know, we're talking about Bitcoin being this immutable digital store of gold that may be adopted by institutional investors and all this type of thing. And then you could have a very profitable enterprise that was hacked due to its own negligence and is now rolling back time kind of resetting things to look in their favor. And that is one of the big things that a lot of Bitcoiners point at Ethereum with and say, you know, you guys shit the bed on the Dow. That was your fault. And now, you know, for the rest of eternity, Ethereum is essentially useless because you ruined immutability when you pulled, rolled back the Dow hack and then split Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. So something worth considering here. Would also love to hear your thoughts if you're on YouTube. Make sure to sound off in the YouTube comments. Do you think a block reorg with Binance is a good thing, bad thing, something they should have considered, uh, or anything else otherwise. So now let's talk about the market. This is something, and again, I'm, I'm pretty shocked at this. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would have expected a, a different set of circumstances here. And we could see at the time of the Bitcoin, uh, basically the time of the Binance hack, curiously, there were two massive sell-off candles. Uh, earlier in the day as well, taking Bitcoin down about $200 and $150 within an hour. But Bitcoin dropped uh, at its peak from at its peak to, to the bottom about 4% and is since essentially completely rebounded. It is down less than half a, or it's down around half a percent from where the announcement about the Binance hack occurred. And to me, this is something that, again, is, is rather shocking because I would have expected Binance, in my opinion, is, is probably the most important crypto exchange. Uh, in many ways, I think from a retail perspective, the most respected cryptocurrency exchange out there. Also, one of the most liquid cryptocurrency exchanges out there. So to hear, not necessarily that the $40 million is an end-all be-all, um, or that you know that the exchange that they're they're covering the hack and all that good stuff, but the fact that that's kind of a it's a breach of trust in some standpoints, or it's just a it, it's a it's a it hurts confidence, and it goes to show that this is still such a nascent market when the most respected exchange in cryptocurrency cannot still keep its users' funds safe, and they have to resort to you know basically taking out their own insurance policy, the SAFU fund to reimburse users. So as I saw this last night, I was watching the market go from $5,900, essentially all the way down to 5650 and then just bounce straight back up. Like it didn't happen. It was pretty shocking to pretty shocking to see. And in my mind, it does go to show interestingly enough that I do think we have dug ourselves out of this, Air market. Obviously, that has happened quite a while ago. But if this doesn't, if this isn't something that goes to show that we are in a positive market and we have significant positive momentum, I really don't know. I don't know what else is is as clear of an indication for me, at least. I mean, very clearly, buyers stepped in 
very quickly and scooped up Bitcoin under the 5,700 mark. And to me, that was pretty surprising. Does this, is this ironclad? And is this absolutely, you know, we are in a bull market and you know, we're never going down again? No, absolutely not. But this clearly shows that in my mind, we are in a market where people are taking every opportunity to, to buy up dips and to accumulate. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, though, we're also seeing a, a pretty significant divergence between Bitcoin and altcoins. While this was a hack that involved Bitcoin, didn't affect altcoins really at all, you saw the price impact way more so in altcoins than you did see of, of Bitcoin. Bitcoin has really since recovered on the other end of the spectrum, you have altcoins that were you know, not keeping pace with the BTC value, their BTC trade pair. So something to continue to keep an eye on because Bitcoin is really sucking the air out of a lot of these altcoins and the Bitcoin market dominance is moving into a, I would say, a strong direction. Now, when I look at that and when I think about what's happening with, with Bitcoin dominance, if the past is any indication of the future, which it by no means ever is. But if the past is any indication of, of what will happen in the future, I do look at this and I think, you know, Bitcoin is going to continue to move up. It's going to continue to crush altcoins. And there is going to be a point in time where people are looking at their altcoins and saying, why the hell am I holding this crap? I want to be a Bitcoin maximalist. I want to, you know, I want to go all in on Bitcoin. And right about the time that probably happens, is the time we see some type of altcoin pop and market move. And that happened in 2017 where, you know, Bitcoin dominance was absolutely crushing altcoins. And then you saw this, this crazy, it was a short-lived pop, but it was a crazy, crazy, crazy run. So that's, that's what I'm looking at from, from a historical perspective. But right now, the fact that the Bitcoin market has been able to shrug off not only the tether nonsense, we were at about $5,500 uh, on BitMEX, at least. Uh, we were at about $5,500 when the Tether nonsense happened, dipped all the way down to $5,000. And then we are now really closing in on 6000 which is crazy to think we've not only put the Bitfinex Tether nonsense behind us, at least from a market perspective, not necessarily that it's we're in the clear on that at all, but now we're looking at Binance too and saying, hey, Binance just got hacked. One of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges just got hacked and Bitcoin is down half a percent. I'd say that's pretty bullish in my book. I'll obviously be keeping an eye on everything that's occurring in the market and we'll pop in with anything that I see that I think is relevant or interesting. Uh, two quick notes though. Number one, the Fluidity Summit is, is happening tomorrow. I will actually be there with a professional videographer, which is kind of cool, but I'm going to be popping around the Fluidity Summit, uh, doing like a behind the scenes, asking speakers and a bunch of people that I know, and also people that I don't know questions with a mic at the event. So that should be a lot of fun. I'll have a video up soon for that. I'm really looking forward to that. So stay tuned on that. And additionally, uh, I'm having Jeremy Ross, aka Jeebus on Twitter on the podcast. So that should be a great time as well. One of the, I would say, OGs. I don't know if he would love that word on himself, but one of the OGs of, of crypto Twitter, at least, and somebody who's been around for a number of different cryptocurrency cycles. So I want to talk to him about the cyclical nature of cryptocurrency and kind of where he sees things going. So that should be a really good time. If you enjoyed this video, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. If you're new to the channel, by any chance, would love for you to subscribe. Thank you so much for your time. Crypto Bobby signing out. Have a good one. Peace.